Making it in business isn't about spreadsheets, this or that. It's about guts, tenacity, and above all, street smarts. Join Sarah Shaw as she talks with successful entrepreneurs about all the hard-won lessons they've learned on the mean streets of the business world. If you've ever felt stuck, stifled, or even just scared to get out there and make your mark, you'll learn how even the most successful entrepreneurs overcame failure and found the power to move forward. So forget about learning about business in school, because all you need to make it big is a street smart MBA. And here's your host, Sarah Shaw. Hey there, it's Sarah Shaw with another episode of Get a Street Smart MBA. And I'm here today with Jennifer Moreau, who hails from Greenville, South Carolina, where she's the community director for the Makers Collective, which is an organization that empowers creative entrepreneurs while cultivating a supportive community around them. So I'm really excited to talk to Jen about this today. Hey, Jen, welcome. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super psyched to talk to you. So one of the things that really attracted me to your company when I read about it somewhere, awesome, I can't remember where, um, was that I feel like you guys are super inspired and have this desire to help entrepreneurs, which obviously I do too, <laughs> um, just from my business and my podcast, right? And you know, if I was independently wealthy, I'd probably just help people for free. Um, and so I want to talk to you guys, to you, about how you and your team came to develop this business idea and kind of what drives the desire to help entrepreneurs grow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I can start by talking a little bit about just what the Makers Collective is. And you're right, you identified our mission statement with empowering entrepreneurs, building supportive community. Um, and that's been quite an evolution to get us to that point, um, even though that's always been at the heart of our organization. Um, but we actually have not always been uh, a formal organization in the sense that we are now. Back in 2010, we had our founding with actually a single event. Uh, we live in Greenville, South Carolina, as you mentioned, and it's a very arts-friendly, local business-friendly community, which is fantastic. It's a wonderful place to live and to do business. Um, but we just as friends, I, I have two co-directors, Aaron Godby and Lib Ramos. And actually, Aaron and Lib are the founders of, of our organization. I came in shortly into, into its creation. Uh, they were looking around at what Greenville didn't have. And at the time, there was not really a good representation of handmade artists. Like I said, it's a very arts-friendly town. And we have a lot of gallery and studio artists, and they're amazing, uh, but there wasn't necessarily a place for people to sell their handmade goods. Um, mm. Back in 2010, even Etsy hadn't been around terribly long. Right, um, right. So, yeah, and, and, which is hard to imagine. A, a, a world without Etsy, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling. Uh, but well, I, I, re I remember the world without Google, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my like, kids can't believe I actually lived through that, but... That's a very good point. Uh, it's hard to believe all that has happened within our lifetime, but it did. I know. Yeah. And um, with uh, an amazing amount of foresight and uh, just like go-get-it spirit, Aaron and Lib decided to form a festival, which they called Indie Craft Parade. Um, and the goal was to showcase the best handmade art. Uh, that was available locally, regionally, and um, really kind of 
across across the country. Uh, so back in 2010, they opened. Um, they brought in from across mostly the south, which is still for our festival. That's that's really our base. Um, from the south, they brought in about 65 artists um, and had a two-day show. Um, it was wildly successful. Uh, they were expecting like, oh, maybe we'll have like around 1,200 people come over two days. And over the course of a Friday and Saturday event, they had 4,000 people come. Wow. Out the door. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Greenville had never seen anything like it, but they were ready. Our makers were fantastic. We still have a couple of makers who have been with us. This is going to be year number eight for the festival. Wow. They and uh, we've had some people here from either year one or year two. It's, it's fantastic. Um, so I um, have known Erin and Lib for a number of years, and I actually exhibited at the first show. And as soon as it was over, I was like, this is amazing. I love what you guys are doing. I want to be a part of this. I'll volunteer any way I can. And then I just <laughs> never left. Yeah, let me in the door. <laughs> yes, and, and, you know, and you know that's just how often um, these things get started just by um, you think it's going to be a hobby, and then next thing you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of running your life um, in, a very, in a very good way. I'm, I'm incredibly thankful. So I've, I have been with the Makers Collective uh, since the first Indie Craft Parade back in 2010. Um, and so the festival ran very successfully, growing um, and whatnot, until um, 2013 was the first year that we hosted the Makers Summit, which is our annual entrepreneur, creative entrepreneur um, business conference. And um, when we started, when we started the festival, um, before that, we had the simple goal of just bringing the best handmade artists to our town. Uh, we thought our city would receive it well. We wanted to help people sell their stuff. Pretty straightforward. Um, however, once we had a couple festivals under our belt, we started realizing that artists and makers needed more than just a platform to to actually sell their goods. Yeah, a platform is very helpful, and it's really interesting what you were talking about um, kind of before we got started with the idea of a lot of times there's so much noise in the creative scene that just having a website or just having a product to sell, or in our case, even just having a festival to sell at, that might not be, that's, that's not enough for long-term mm -hmm. sustainability for your right. business. Um, you, right. need a, you need more than that. Um, so we started thinking about what kind of resources are available to makers, um, you know, what kind of education opportunities are out there because, I mean, the three of us who run the organization, it's, it's all been school of hard knocks. We've had fantastic advisors over the year, but we don't have an education in this. Um, and it's just been a lot of research and talking with people and getting advice. So we were thinking, well, what if we were to start developing all the things that we've learned and from the people that we trust and start making this into content to share with other entrepreneurs. Um, at the time, in 2013, when we had the first Maker Summit, there were a lot of you know, good books, some forums that people could get a hold of, even some meetup opportunities and things like that. But there was very little by way of formal conferences for specifically for creative, handmade entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And since we were already experienced in bringing makers together to sell this to the public, we decided that we were also a good fit to bring people together to learn how to better their businesses. Um, so we worked to create a conference that had three particular things uh, that we wanted to come out of it. Uh, first, we wanted there to be very exciting and inspirational content. Um, a lot of makers work in isolation or um, they have a small team and some days the drudgery of 
I've got to be creative and I also have to be a business person and how do I mesh these two things together? It can be it can right. be very daunting. So we wanted very daunting. <laughs> yes, very daunting. Yeah. Um, wanted to be exciting and inspirational. Second, we wanted it to be very practical with very concrete advice, um, which that too has evolved over the years. But we didn't want people to come and just like have the like the you go girl type of thing. We wanted it to be, um, you know, okay, if you are doing something this way and you can increase your profitability or your efficiency by just adding these steps to your business. Like we wanted it to be very practical, very concrete. Um, and then third, we wanted there to be an intentional, creative community building, um, which is also a bit inspirational, but the idea of like you're not alone in this. There are things to learn from the people around you. And also sometimes just getting together um, with like-minded people can be the thing that keeps you going for the next six months or a year um, until it's time to, to get back with those people again. Uh, so that's kind of the, the, the basic idea behind what our organization does with the Maker Summit um, and Indie Craft Parade, those two very big portions of our organization that are um, alive and well. Um, where the whole concept of just the Makers Collective, like where does that come? And I haven't heard you throw that around yet. Um, in 2015, we were looking at our, like what we did as a whole, and we have Indie Craft Parade, the festival, we have Makers Collective, excuse me, we have Makers Summit, the business conference, and we had a bunch of other small endeavors, some community workshops and collaborations with other um, creative groups in Greenville, and it really just felt disjointed. Uh, so we ended up um, rebranding and kind of rebuilding our organization to have a structure. Um, that we called the Makers Collective. Uh, and mm -hmm. we came up with our new mission statement, which is to empower entrepreneurs, build the supporting community around them. Um, and we do that. We continue to do that with the festival, with the conference, and with a number of other smaller creative endeavors. Um, but at least now it's, it's coherent, and we can say um, it's the Makers Collective, as opposed to is it Indie Craft Parade, the conference, or are they the ones who right. put on Makers? <laughs> yeah. Right, so back in 2015, we just we you know, and, and we just did the thing that all creative businesses have to do at some point, where you have to kind of self-edit, self-evaluate, yeah, restructure for long-term success, and that's that was um, it was really good to kind of like pay attention to our own advice when it came to our organization. <laughs> I I love that you guys did that. Well, and and that you talk can talk about it that way because it's. It's so common for people to dish it out and not be able to take their own advice, you know. And yep. I always find it's much Absolutely. it's much harder to teach when you're not doing, you know. Yep. And that it's kind of the difference between you know a book you read that was written by an entrepreneur teacher or something who's mm -hmm. never been out in the trenches versus somebody who's writing a book who has been out in the trenches and can tell you a story about some nightmare that happened, you know. Whereas the teacher always makes it sound like it's so easy, you know. <laughs> Put up your shingle and get a website and you'll get sales. Uh, <laughs> har har. Um, so, so I want to ask a little bit about, um, you know, one of the things that, that I really love about you guys is your desire to give practical techniques, you know, at your events and, and really, yeah. and not just, you know, rah, rah, you know, let's be entrepreneurs and, you know, men, women, whatever, you know. Right. Um, and and because I've always been about that and, and myself, like I always hate when I go to places and they're like, well, this is what you do. And you're like, well, how do I, how do I do it? You know, and they never right. give you the how. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, personally, I've always 
vowed to always give the how, the, 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 yeah. the why, the what, and the how. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I love that you guys do that. And so, so what, like how, um, are there, is there like a certain level of business that people should be at before they would attend one of your summits, you know, or is it kind of for people of all, you know, beginner to advanced? Great question. Um, we do think that there is a place for everyone who owns a creative business at the Maker Summit. Um, in the current version of the Maker Summit, I, I do think that people who have been serious in their business for probably like around two years or more will really benefit from the content and maybe get the most out of it, which that's, that's been an evolutionary process even in, in our own organization. Um, when we first started the Maker Summit, the target audience was you know, small Etsy shop owners or individual makers and artists. Uh, we didn't purposefully limit it like that or, or anything. But at the time, most of our connections in the greater handmade industry fell into one of those two categories, so we just kind of made our content like that. Um, however, we did notice this wonderful trend. Um, our content depth and growth happened alongside the growth of the makers who were actually attending um, the Maker Summit and, and sometimes exhibiting at Indie Craft Parade. And we actively started looking into the needs of those developing businesses, not just new businesses. Um, so we started adjusting our content to fit. Uh, so mm -hmm. we still try to make the conference as accessible to everyone in, the cre in a, in a creative, creative business. Um, for example, I mean, the stories of successful entrepreneur, entrepreneurs is relatable to any size business. You can, you can get like the passion and the drive and the thought of, wow, I know I've just been in business for six months, but look how successful this person is. And if I model right. after them, like I can do it. So that, that is great. But it, I do think it is helpful to have just a little bit of that practical time doing your business. Because I think if nothing else, you're just going to come with much better questions to ask. Right. Um, so there's always something to take away. And we really try hard to make sure that the, um, the, the content can be scaled to many sides of businesses. Um, and, and it's very likely that you could come to the Maker Summit, and depending on what your goal is to get out of it, um, you may have to adjust a little bit, but like, there's, there's really going to be something for you. Um, like you mentioned, the whole um, practicality, like with our workshops, um, we deal with topics like, how to account for business taxes, or when should somebody use contract labor versus putting people on payroll. And for somebody who's only been in business for a few months, they may be thinking, whoa, whoa, payroll, like, I yeah. whoa, who like, needs that? Yeah. <laughs> who needs that? Like, occasionally, yeah. like a family member volunteers their time to help me package things. But right. if you're thinking long term, you need to be aware that something like payroll, and specifically payroll taxes, are something you may have right. to deal with. And right, so just exactly. early early in the stages. Or if you're like, I don't I don't have I mean I, I don't have more than twenty four hours in a day and I'm only sleeping two hours a night. I've got to get some help structuring that, that business um, employee relationship the right way from the mm -hmm. very beginning. Um, and the same thing goes with marketing and branding. You know, how much can somebody handle by themselves before knowing it's time to hire a professional? Um, or right. get advice from a professional. Um, or you may be an amazing storyteller for your own brand, but how do you turn that storytelling that you do really well on Instagram and actually build it into a pitch and make that pitch concise and then send it off to somebody who has a much larger following than you and make them want to promote your stuff? Um, right. So 
even any of those things. If somebody, if somebody is brand new to business, they may be thinking, that's so daunting. I'm never going to get to that point. Well, you know what? You probably will <laughs> sooner rather than later. Right. Um, exactly. If you stick with it and you do some of the other techniques that they learn from you guys or from wherever they're learning it, they're going to get to right. that point anyhow. Or, you yeah. know, we've had people who've been in business for like five or ten years and they come and they hear some little tidbit about like, oh, wow, if I just looked at my analytics this way, then I would right. know so much more about my target audience or I would be able to market things through this avenue differently. Um, or it could even just be some people just come because they just need to be inspired. Um, right. Maybe they have all the, all the mundane details down and they just, they just need a place to recharge and be with other creatives. Um, the thing I will say for the Maker Summit specifically, it's not that radical as far as a formula for the, for the conference. It, it's something that you would expect. Um, you know, we have keynotes and we have breakout workshop sessions. Um, one of the things that we did, we did not see this anywhere else when we created um, the Maker Summit, and I, we still do it, and it's still incredibly valuable. Um, we let all of our attendees sign up for two um, uh, consulting sessions with experts in various fields. Um, and it's just part of the ticket cost. It's not like an add-on or anything like that. And they're brief sessions, but they're very valuable. And we, we provide a large variety of um, experts. So anybody mm -hmm. from legal advice to a couple of accountants to people just to look at your website and say, hey, if you were to change your content around like this, then you know, your story, your brand story would be a lot clearer to people who are gurus for Instagram marketing, um, and they all just get to sit down, ask one or two questions. And we tell, our, we tell our attendees, come ready to ask very specific questions to get the most out of this. Um, sure. And every year we have somebody who say, like, the cost of my ticket paid for itself in that 15-minute session that I have with an expert. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and the experts can kind of tailor that information to whatever level of, of business. Uh, so that was a, a much larger answer to um, who, who is the Maker Summit for. Um, but, it, I mean, we really have found that if somebody wants to learn how to move their business to the next step, um, no matter where they are, they're going to get something. I, I sound, totally sounds like it. Do you, do you guys, do you find that your keynotes for the year are part of what sells it for you? Or do you... Or do people just, I mean, like, would it not even matter if you put the keynotes on there, you know, and people who've come in the past are going to come again and tell their friends? Or what, what, what's your biggest way of growing it? Yeah, no, that's a that's, um, really great question. Admittedly, I, I love the list of keynotes that we've had over the years. Um, I've gotten to meet, um, you know, some people that I'm really big fans of. Um, so I, think, I feel like selfishly sometimes it's like, I just want to meet these people. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> Of it. Uh, no, no, famous, famous keynotes within the industry, uh, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a staple um, for us. We need to see those success stories tell um, the story in their own way. And it's been wonderful to hear about um, some people when they, when they come and they're like, this is actually my second attempt at this business. So if you are in the trenches and discouraged about this, like we, we all went through this. Um, and we've had so some, of, some of the keynotes who have been particularly um, a, a good draw. We had you know, Jenny Brittenbauer from Jenny's Ice Cream, and we had Justina Blakely from, um, from The Jungle O, and 
uh, Nathan Bond from Rifle Paper Company. Like that's that's all really important. So we put we put effort into seeing uh, which entrepreneurs are making a difference and really just just doing such a great job in their own their own creative realms. And yeah, we want to get them here. And, and it's a draw, but I mean, just having just having a, a famous name or a picture on your website like that's important. But the content, um, that's really mm -hmm. what's going to keep people coming back year after year. Because, again, kind of going back to, well, what's the point uh, of the content? It's got to be inspirational, but it also needs to be very practical. Um, and these people who are successful, it's, I mean, it just makes sense after you hear their stories because they, in addition to having an amazing product or an amazing vision, whatever it might be, they had very practical steps that they took mm -hmm. to keep themselves ahead of the trend um, or – in a way that set them apart from all the other wh whoever's in, in a similar industry. Um, so yeah, it's, um, the keynotes come and it makes sense why they're so successful because they, uh, they're not just a, a good story, but they're also very concrete advice to go with it. So I love it. I want to come. Um, <laughs> so it yeah. How how so how, tell us a little bit like how you guys connect with your mailing list because obviously, you know, marketing for the indie craft parade is one, you know, one method of of con of connection with them, um, you know, either for people to be exhibitors or to attend, right? But uh -huh. then but then for the summit, like, you know, how do you guys connect like with your email marketing, like kind of what's your the extent of the marketing that you do to attract people to the summit? Because obviously, there's going to be people like you said, who come back year after year, because it's so valuable for them or the connections that they make or whatever they learn. But then there's going to be there's got to be, you know, a percentage of new people that come right each year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to actually kind of zoom out just a little bit to answer that question and talk about um, advertising for the Makers Collective as a whole, not just the summit. Um, and something that we have learned is, um, and this is, I mean, and this is not just for marketing, but for kind of all the, all the aspects that go into our events, um, is just knowing where your audience is. Um, and where the relevant information needs to get to them depending on, on where they are. So, for example, when it comes to just e excuse me, email marketing, so like our, our, our email list and all that kind of stuff, um, that is very valuable and that is the most uh, comprehensive list of people that we're like, we know our information is going to get to them, um, but we're actually fairly restrained in using our mail list. Um, everybody hates spam mail. We hate it so much. Um, and so we want to make sure that when people get emails from us, they know it's only important information. Um, so mm -hmm. people can probably count on maybe like once a month emails from us. Um, and we actually try wow. to be pretty active in letting people know like the emails that you get, it's very important content, mm -hmm. and it's going to move out from, from there. Um, but that's, that's the thing. It's like it's the, the email marketing is pretty much like the hardcore details that you need to know um, and we stay very active with, um, you know, keeping our list up to date and the information up to date. Um, but we also don't just start at e stop at email marketing. Um, we also have, you know, Instagram, and I mean, I will, I will say this. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting a little off topic here. Um, Word of mouth marketing is the best thing that we can use for our event. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But 
And that works fantastically on a local scale when it comes to Indie Craft Parade because it's mostly a local event. And yes, we do have people come in from across the country to attend this event, not, not just exhibit, but to shop at the event, which is wow. amazing. Um, we have boutique purchasers every year come from large cities. Um, we've, in the past couple of years, we've had people from Chicago um, to D.C. We've also had people drive up from Florida. Most people are kind of in like the three-hour radius of us, which is to be expected. Mm -hmm. And don't have anybody from the, from the West Coast yet. That, that's yeah. You get them to come in from the festival. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it makes sense that locally something like word of mouth really makes sure. sense. Um, and we try to take like the content that we get from word of mouth for Maker Summit and put it through um, email marketing, of course. But I mean, for us, Instagram, Instagram is really where it's at, um, probably more so than something like email marketing. Um, Instagram is still the place where you can, I think it's one of the easiest places to connect with your followers, to um, actually engage them. And for us, because we are a creative organization, it's not hard to get really beautiful content that people want to pay attention to um, sure. and to engage with. So, and that's not haphazard. We use all the tools available to us with, you know, timing our posts and looking at our, our analytics, you know, whether it's Iconosquare, Hootsuite, all that kind of stuff. Those tools are really important. Um, and, and I would say just, just as important as getting the good content is using those analytics. So whether it's website traffic and Google Analytics, or it's looking at um, who is opening and receiving and responding to your email marketing, or it's just knowing where your Instagram followers are because there are, are apps that will let you do all of that. We pay pretty close attention to the analytics. Um, and also that is one area. So a lot of, you know, I feel like a lot of times um, Entrepreneurs are afraid or hesitant to hire somebody from the outside to give them advice because it costs money and you are trying to pinch every penny because you have to make it all yourself. Um, but getting somebody to look into um, and help navigate some of the analytics from Instagram, Facebook, things like that, like that's worth spending a little bit of money to hire a professional to do. And we do. Oh, it I, as I well. agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can only learn so much. You know what I mean? Like you can only be an expert at so many things, you know. Right. So. But it is a world of difference. When you have an expert go into um, your target uh, stuff that you're going to do with your Facebook or your Instagram campaign, and they can just change, they can tweak the settings just a tiny little bit, and it gets yeah. even further to the right people. So uh, it's worth it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> so, so, so speaking of... Um, your your Instagram. So can you talk a little bit more about how you guys use that to, to promote stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, there's always, always something going on with our organization. So content is not terribly difficult to get up and get moving uh, with Instagram. And we also have just naturally found that, um, I mean, the, you know how it is. The, the nature of social media marketing, it, it changes. It feels like at you know, a rapid pace and keeping up with it can be kind of difficult. Um, but Instagram so far for us has been one of the most stable ways of getting in touch with our community. Uh, so we, we keep moving forward with that. 
Um, so mm -hmm. I, a lot of our content has to do with what's going on in our organization, but it could also be just promoting the makers that we have known for a number of years and trying to get their story and to eventually try to engage with their followers. Um, and so if they're, especially if they're, they're local or within driving distance of Greenville, um, just trying to kind of mushroom that, that sense of followers. Um, for us, though, it, it, in addition to the marketing, um, which is incredibly important, we just take it all the way back to like the content of our organization. We've got to make sure that in addition to just you know, saying really nice things on social media uh, marketing, that we're actually um, fulfilling what we're doing mm -hmm. um, in mm -hmm. real life. So the marketing is really important, but don't market something if it's not there in real life. Um, it's just kind of a lesson that we've, we've been able to learn, and, it, and it's been very helpful. Yeah, and I see that you guys already have your post up for your next Indie Craft Parade. That application is open June 1st. It's right around the corner. In your application. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, when, it, when, is, when does the, the next Indie Craft Parade take place? So it's going to be the middle of September. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event, uh, which means it's September 15th through 17th this year. Um, and then, of course, the next Maker Summit is going to be in March, um, which I believe that is the 16th and 17th as well. So we've got like that yeah, little little line of updates there. Didn't plan that for this year, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyone listening who wants to get in on that Indie Craft Parade, get that application in. Um, so I want to ask you one more question. So yeah. when you you were saying that you guys only really email your list about once a month. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so what do you do to build your list? Like, you know, to have so that you're building your mailing list. What, what do you guys yeah. do for that yeah. besides, I'm you know, hopefully people will come from Instagram or something? Yes, good, good question. I'm, and I apologize for not really answering that well earlier. Um, because we do have events um, on a regular basis, that's a really good time just to start asking people like, hey, if you are interested in our event, then would you please sign up for our mailing list? Um, so most of the uh, names and the email addresses and the building of the list that we get that way, it's actually a lot of it is done face-to-face. -face. Um, and mm. that has to do with, you know, we have an event every year with the festival that brings in almost 7,000 people. Um, and so we always have it very prominent. If you want to know more about our event, if you want to stay in touch, and we promise we won't spam you, we will only give you really important information, then um, it's actually very easy to gather names on our list. And, and we use MailChimp. They're a great service for keeping up with um, email lists and separating them out because it's, it's also, it doesn't really make sense to send somebody who came to the festival excuse me, came to the Maker Summit, but they live in Nevada, um, doesn't necessarily make sense to give them all the information about Indie Craft Parade. So we try to tailor those lists accordingly um, and just, you know, build them and edit them. But um, so in addition to the festival and to the Maker Summit where we get people on that list as well, we're just present in um, a handful of Greenville community events, um, especially events that bring in a lot of tourists. Um, so we have a, a very large annual art festival that just happened a couple of weeks, called, weeks ago called Artisphere. It's been going on um, for a few years longer than Indie Craft Parade, and it's just one of the great things about living in a city that's art forward. Um, 
and they're an organization completely unrelated to us, but we are very friendly with them, and we have a really good collaborative nature. And they're much more along the lines of fine art as opposed to handmade art, which is our focus. And um, for the past couple of years, we have just uh, we have exhibited as a demo booth as part of the larger Greenville art community, and Got it's it. just being constant and showing people like here are the artists that we are featuring, and if you want to know more about our endeavors and the artists that we work with, please sign up for our mailing list. This is a, this mm. is a good information. Um, and so I think for us, um, promising people that it's going to be good content, has, it has worked for us. It might not be the case for everybody, but for us, um, we're a content-heavy organization, um, and it's content that people want. So that's, been, that's kind of been what's worked best for us. Right. No, I think that, I mean, that sounds totally logical. <laughs> Oh, and I and I you know and it's it's a, it's pretty amazing that between all the you know the local events that you can go to and and you know and obviously you have a sign up on your homepage of your website right but mm -hmm. um, you know and I'm sure that as people read about you or whatever that they are if they're interested they sign up um, but I but I think it's interesting that you that you limit you know the the email content you know, to just yeah. what's important. So, and that you use your Instagram really to promote, you know, designers that, you know, that come to your events or, yeah. or different people that you're doing Absolutely. stuff with. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. This has been so cool to learn about what you guys do. And I love, I, I love how dedicated you are, you know, to, to teaching and helping entrepreneurs grow because it's so important to me and dear to my heart. And, especially because you guys teach the practical techniques and <laughs> not just the what. Um, and it takes, the it really the takes the effort. Yeah, it takes the efforts of like the whole creative community. And, and that's, I mean, that's what we just love. We love being a part of this. We are not the sole resource. I mean, uh, podcasts like this where it's giving people just more resources and access to information, like we're, just, we're incredibly grateful, um, you know, just even for the efforts. I mean, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and your work and, and I just I'm so thankful that there's there's a lot of people now kind of carrying this torch on behalf of the makers. So I mean, thank you. It's been amazing. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to, you know, to hearing more and I'm definitely gonna help you guys promote your events and um, you. and you know, maybe we'll touch base in another six months or so and see, you know, what else you guys having have going on and have you back on the show. So Wonderful. Jennifer, thank, thank you so much. I really appreciate it and I wish you guys the best of luck with everything. Not that you need it. Sounds like you guys are booming. But um, whatever I can do to help you down the road, you'll just let me know. And I'll okay. catch you on the next time. Okay. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in to a Street Smart MBA with Sarah Shaw. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episodes anytime, anywhere. And we'll see you on the next one.